When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo and Jesse coming at you live. Megan will be joining us shortly. Uh, look, we are 10 days out from the trade deadline now and <laughs> for a handful of players it's already too late to talk about <laughs> so we figured we got to get into it we got to talk a little bit about what we think the abs game plan should look like going into the deadline now keep in mind yesterday we released our first trade target video so if you haven't checked that one out go watch it it's about Jesse Puyarvi should be the only one we need yeah, I, we made a whole lot more than that, so I hope not. <laughs> uh, so go do that. There'll be another one coming out tomorrow and quite a few more after that. Uh, so we might not get too much into specifics about certain players, but we did want to get in general strategy and what the apps might be looking for now that we have a clear picture of where exactly Colorado is at and where the market is at. Uh, and look, the obvious spot to start here is Tusi. Yeah. It's it's the spot that the Avs have essentially needed for the entire season. Now the math has gotten quite a bit more complicated because Devon or Jonathan Taze says he's sick, doesn't want to be traded because he can't come back and actually play hockey. Bo Horvat is off the market. Ryan O'Reilly is off the market. Is Tusi still a realistic option for Colorado, Jesse? Um, I think that's a great way to ask that, honestly, Rudo, because like, like, you know, we were talking a little bit about it yesterday and I think like the, the knee jerk is still to be like, yeah, that's what they need. They need a second line center, da, 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 da. But I think the way you just asked that of, is it still realistic? Honestly, dude, the way I, the way I look at this is no, it's not like, I just, I don't know. Maybe Adam Henrique, maybe. But I just don't know if there's any other guys out there that are like, yes, this clearly solves our 2C problem. Um, I think a lot of the guys that are out there, if you're trying to get them in as a center, it's going to kind of be more of what you've already got there. We're like, yeah. you just have guys that can play center on that second line. You've got Newhook, you've got Comfort, you've got Evan Rodriguez, you've got Miko Ranton and Gabe Landeskog to an extent when he comes back. Like having bodies to fill that role isn't their issue. They need a second line center. And so I look at the way the market stands right now with all those guys that you listed having already, you know, come off the board for one reason or another, I, I say, and we'll get into it. So not jumping too far in this conversation, but with everything that's happened with Eric Johnson, both in terms of on ice impacts and cap implications, yeah. I'm saying 
go get yourself a, a, a bona fide clear set and forget top six forward, regardless of position. And then let's sure up the D a bit and, and call it a day and roll with what you've got. I just don't see a clear upgrade at two C, which again, I, that's, that's the issue is needing a clear upgrade at two C, not just someone who could come in and kind of be a two C. They've got plenty of that. So to extrapolate on that, I think we've spent a lot of this season talking about Alex Newhook and Evan Rodriguez competing for that 2C job, but really, you mentioned it. JT Comfer has 38 points in 55 games. He's been the one who's really picked up the the production side of of looking at the extra guy in the Avs top six, if you want to put it that way. Now, granted, some of that isn't really at center, but he can play center. It's something he does. He was huge down the stretch in that Edmonton game, won a lot of key draws and, yep. and, and, and like JT's been the, the easy kind of like scapegoat these last couple of years. And I get it. I get it. But like, we can't undersell. He's been fantastic this year. Jared Bednar was actually asked uh, today. I think it was Bennett from the Denver post asked him, look, look, if given the trade market, if you guys aren't able to make a deal, are you comfortable with JT in that second line center role? And he said, no, que-. Jared Bednar said, no question. Now, he kind of has to say that. Uh, but, like, I, I do believe that they have had that internal conversation that, hey, look, if push comes to shove, we are comfortable with JT being our, you know, big big moment face-off guy. Um, again, I think they'd still like a clear upgrade there, but I just don't know how realistic that is. So where do the abs go what should be their top target forwards then if we're living in a world where it's hey they want to get better potentially in their top six even if it's not necessarily a center so i I talked about this a little bit yesterday i think there's you have to in my opinion the way i view this right now rudo there's two paths and the abs just need to decide which one they want to go down would you like to go down the, the I'll call it the Arturi Lekkanen path where we want to make an acquisition that we know isn't the biggest splash on our roster, but it maybe helps us beyond this year. Or, or it's at least a guy we feel is realistic that we could have a conversation about bringing him back. Or do you just want to go the straight mercenary route and say, we're going we're gonna to push our chips to the middle because we think we're good enough to go back to back. So we're just going to add as much as we can talent wise and so for me I, if you're going down the ladder there it's Patrick Kane again I'm not saying that that's who they're going to land but that's who I think you have to turn your attention to it's 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 Kane he's the best player that's still available out there not Timo Meyer, but I kind of put Meyer into a different bucket in terms yeah. of player and we'll yeah, again we'll eventually get into that conversation even if we don't today um Patrick Kane's the best player that's available. You know he's likely not coming back after this year. Um, and, and again, he's set and forget in your top six, probably on your top line. I, I really don't think he'll cost that much to acquire. Um, you know, you're talking probably a second round pick and a prospect maybe just like a first round pick one for one since he's got some control over where he goes. Um, 
And the Avs have tried to acquire him multiple times in the last calendar year, including at last year's deadline, and then again at the draft, and then again just in the offseason. So, like, they've done their homework on him, and it's Patrick Kane, so it's not like there's a ton of homework that's needed. <laughs> um, but if, if you're going down the other road where you're saying, well, maybe we just want someone who helps bolster this team long-term beyond this season – then you are talking Adam Henrique. Um, again, all jokes aside, I've been a big proponent for it, but I do think you are talking maybe a Yessi Pulley-Yarvey, uh, you know, RFA. Um, I don't know. Do you maybe throw Max Domi into that list where it's like, here's a cheap I guy would. that if it goes well, we'll bring him back. Um, I, I just think that you have to make the decision of, do we want something that, has the potential to help us beyond this season, or are we just looking to load up as much as we can for this year, like what Toronto's doing? Like I said, if it's the latter, to me, it's Patrick Kane. That's where you turn your attention. If you're wanting something that impacts you beyond this year, I do still think you have a couple options, even if none of them are second line centers. Historically speaking, the abs have tef- definitely trended toward guys that they can likely continue yeah. to have impact heading into the future. Uh, So I would lean towards expecting them to do something on that side. With that being said, they've never been in this situation before. They've never had a year where they're this injured. They've never had a year where it's like, hey, if we go all in, we could get back-to-back cups. Right. So I I really am not sure how much that changes the math for them. Uh, And I mean, like, just, just hypothetically here, Imagine being another team in the Western Conference or even even Toronto and Boston, right? Teams out east that really feel good about their chances. If the Avs were to go out, and I get people don't like him. People get all weird whenever I mention Patrick Kane. I get you don't have to like him to acknowledge he's a very talented hockey player. Imagine being another team out west and the Avs have been up and down. You're Dallas, right? The (laughs) Avs have been up and down. You've kind of put some distance at times. And now they're starting to get back healthy. Bowen Byram's back. Now here comes Josh Manson. You get Kale McCarr back. Now suddenly you add Patrick Kane. And then Gabe Landeskog comes back. Like, like you're pissing down your leg a little bit. If you're, you know, Rick, I guess Rick Bonus isn't there anymore. If, if, if you're the Dallas Stars, you're like, oh, <laughs> we thought we kind of had this sewn up because they had a cup hangover. Suddenly this is an unbelievably elite roster again. A, a move like that Kane or someone in that caliber of, of you know, that, that tier just makes this team just, just takes them back to that level they were at last year in terms of depth. And, and you're maybe even on the higher end in terms of just raw talent. So like you said, having never been in this position before where it's push your chips in for a potential back-to-back Stanley cup, it's hard to say what they're going to do, but that's definitely the biggest swing for the fences move that's still out there if they choose to go that route. Megan joins us on the show. Megan, are you comfortable with the Avs looking for a forward that isn't a center? I am. I do think they have to be top six caliber, someone else's top line player, ideally. They can be a wing. If they have responsibility, where they're also a flex and they can play wing and center, but maybe centerman isn't how they're often deployed. That. 
okay. A Did it cut laggy, me out? But... Could you hear anything I said? We no, heard most no, just, of it. I heard most of it, but it, the way you ended that sentence sounded like you had more to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, that, conceptually, and, and I'm going to continue to look here. We don't have to get too much into it, but Chicago continues to make a ton of sense, whether it's Patrick Kane, whether it's Max Domi, not just because of the key piece, but because Jack Johnson is sitting there on the back end and the Avs could look at a package deal for a defenseman. Let's start in this room. The Avs have to trade for a defenseman at the deadline at this point, yes? So let's let's just run through it really quick, right? So assuming EJ is done and assuming McCarr comes back in a reasonable amount of time, it's McCarr Taves, you got Byron Manson, and then you're down to what, Gerard Angland? Yeah, McDermott, McDermott is a Hunt, pick whoever you want as the 6-7, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do think I think I think you have to add – Something. Something there. Um, and and the part of this that we haven't fully said out loud yet, I asked Jared today trying to get him to give us a definitive answer. Is EJ done for the regular season? And he said, possibly. I'm going to take that as yes. <laughs> um, you're talking about a – Not a no. <laughs> right, right. You're talking about a 30-year-old defenseman who has a laundry list of past lower body injuries. I'm going to take that as he's probably done. So you now got $6 million more to play with, assuming they LTIR him. I don't think it's that unreasonable to say that they can go out and add an impact forward. Uh, And then a guy like your boy, Rudo, yeah. Dimitri Kulikov. Like, why not add a guy that, like we said in the videos, as much as we love Eric Johnson and as it was great for him to get the cup last year and, you know, all of that stuff, it's, it's all great. It's pretty clear he's lost a step this year, another step this year. And when we did the, the Dimitri Kulikov video, Rudo, like we were all saying, are we sure Kulikov isn't an upgrade over Eric Johnson? <laughs> and so now if you're looking at, cool, you could add Kulikov as your six, and then if EJ's healthy come playoff time, he can kind of be your seventh, and that's a little bit more palatable, saying like, hey, you're coming back from injury. We don't want to throw you right in. I don't know. That maybe sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me. It's certainly from the team side. Uh especially with something like a broken ankle, you just don't know what his skating is going to look like when he gets back. Um, yeah. It's the reality of the situation. I think you can even look at, if you're looking for something a little bit longer term, maybe like a Jake McCabe out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor Murphy's probably too expensive. McCabe's probably too expensive if I'm being honest, but I do think there are some options out there that you could even consider. Uh, a little bit longer term, uh, Megan. As you, you look like you're back connected now. Uh, One hundred abs defensemen. Do they need a, a top six guy, or should they look a little bit more aggressive than that? Do they? 
sorry, for defensemen, do they need a top six pair guy? Yeah, do or... they need someone in their starting lineup or above? How aggressive should they be targeting defensemen? Above toxic, top six? Sorry, I'm not understanding. As in, all right. I was going to say, I'm, I won't lie, I'm also confused. Do they need <laughs> Do they need a bottom pairing guy, or should they look for better than a bottom pairing guy? Oh, oh, bottom oh. Do they need like a five, guy. six? Yeah. Or... I was like, I am so glad you threw this one to Megan. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we get better than a, a first pair defenseman somewhere? <laughs> can we get an actual hockey god? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um... <laughs> It's Kim Carr. He just needs to get healthy. But <laughs> yeah. no, I think they should target depth, bottom pair, okay. that area. Someone, though, I do like the idea of someone who is more of a veteran type player, like a Jack Johnson type, though not limited to just him. Just because as much as I've liked Andreas England, there is something about playoff experience and those reps definitely become important just playing under pressure in those bigger moments on a stage like the Stanley Cup playoffs. I would like someone reliable and who has been there a few times before in their career. Um, and so that's sort of the vision is a depth player, somebody with a lot of experience. All right. On that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get yours today at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it at a location near you. Uh, they have dozens of flavors of beer, all absolutely delicious. I think you can still get in on the ultimate fan experience as well. So jump in on that. Go on Twitter. Make sure you're following us and at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, follow the link through the pinned tweet, and you should be able to get in on the experience. You can win tickets to row five of a game at Ball Arena. I believe it's on March 9th against LA. You'll also get access to Club Lexus. You get a parking pass, and you get two free DNVR shirts. So well, everything you need, basically, covered by Breck Brew and the DNVR. Jump in on it. Go get yourself the ultimate fan experience. Excuse me. We are also brought to you by the amazing people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up with them. They get amazing odds boosts, not just every single day, but if you're a new account, you bet $5 on anything. You get $200 in free bets right now. So go jump on that. Get your $200 in free bets with DraftKings, and then go bet on whatever you want. Uh, you know, when the Avs do ultimately trade for Jack Johnson, you can bet on him to score his one and only goal in his first game of the season with the Avs because that's what Jack Johnson does. Uh, either way, uh, go over to DraftKings, find something fun to bet on. It doesn't even have to be uh, be hockey or the Avs necessarily. I'm, I've been having some fun with uh, a little bit of LCK, if, if my esports people out there. Uh, you know how it goes. You can go bet on people playing video games if that's what you're into. What a world we live in. It's the best. It's honestly it's, the best. <laughs> yes, that's how I always feel about the internet. It's like, oh, the internet's the worst. But also it's the best. I love the internet. Way better. Imagine living in a world where like your daily news is just some rumor from your neighbors and you just have, that's it. Like you just have to, this is what I get to know for today. Well, dude, I always even think about just like again like and i grew up with like newspapers and reading the sports section and the you know the standings and stats and all that stuff like getting it out of the newspaper i did that and like just the thought of it now where it's like if you put something out 
that's it for 24 hours. That's the only news that people get to know for 24 Something hours is what you've said. insane happens, they might put out like an evening edition. Right, right, right. Which even then, you got to go to the store and get one. Yep. Like, you, or you have to just wait till the next morning. And it's just so funny uh, to think about how quickly things, like my dad tells me stuff all the time. He's like, hey, I read it in the paper this morning. This I was like, yeah, that was outdated like seven hours ago. That information has <laughs> already changed. And it's just so funny. Instant. Instant access to everything. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, Can I derail this real fast with Go a question off. for you, Ruben? Yes. Because I asked Megan this yesterday on uh, the At The Ring pod, which is up and available. Um, it was it was a name that came into my head because someone mentioned it on Twitter and then someone else brought it up in the comments. I know, I know. I'm just curious your thoughts. Jonathan Druin? I mean, yeah, he's obviously been a name long connected to Colorado right. because of the Nathan McKinnon connection. Right. I'm it's going to depend on price. I'm certainly I mean, do no goals this year. I can't imagine he costs you anything more than like a fourth or a fifth. See, that's I think Montreal's going to want like a second still. And I, I'm There's a not, lot of I'm, things I want. I'm hard out. <laughs> I'm hard out on that price. If he's if, yeah. if they want a fourth for him, yeah, I'm definitely right. having that conversation. But I just don't know that he necessarily fits anymore. I think he probably falls into a similar vein as Evan Rodriguez. He's also been a not particularly healthy person over the last four years. And, you know, obviously sucks all the mental issues he's had with nothing but the best for him. But can the Avs realistically rely on him to be in the lineup even especially this year the way things have gone for Colorado where right everybody who can get injured has been um what's his cap hit at hang on let me actually see what his cap hit is because I feel like it's probably too high and Mm -hmm. we'll get into the EJ math in a little bit yeah it's five and a half mil I mean, they could retain though. They could retain. Because isn't that year. up after this year, or is yeah. there one more year on that? No, it, it's up after this year. Yeah, I mean, if they want to retain and it's like a fourth, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, because like, how do you? How do you? I told Megan. I said I, more than anything else, it just would finally answer the question. It's like there's been, he's been tied to Colorado for a long time. It's easy to see why, the 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 chemistry between him and McKinnon at the junior level is like written about for multiple years. Like it was that good. So like it it almost just be more of one of those, like, see, look, we knew it wouldn't work. Now we can all move on. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting, since we're in this room of the trade market is drying up faster than they thought it would. I don't know. Yeah, that, again, a move I wouldn't hate if the price is right. I just 
I'm not 100% sure how he fits into the Avs' top six anymore, given the Avs have guys like Evan Rodriguez now. Um, I just don't know if he's that much of an improvement on something like that. But uh, the other the other conversation I wanted to have here, obviously you mentioned Kulikov and Henrique. Another potential package for Colorado there, that one coming mm-hmm. from Anaheim. Is Do we expect this to be something the Avs aggressively pursue, is trying to solve both their problems in one go? Megan? I don't know that that would have enough impact on what it is that they're scouting for, though I think it would be a nice incentive. Is it just me? I like Henrique's fit in Colorado, but it's not a a name that I've really heard linked to Colorado very much throughout this deadline, which might not mean much because honestly, in terms of names being linked to teams, very few outside of the Taves Kane have been linked to Colorado. It's been pretty quiet otherwise, and that's standard for the Avs around the deadline. So that doesn't mean much that I haven't heard Henrique linked to Colorado. But I think it was Jesse who joked about it could be Kulikov, it could be Shad Kirk. Like if if they were able though to do some kind of grouping, I think Henrique's fit within the forward group makes so much sense. He honestly, when Anaheim moved on from Sunny Milano, it seemed like they were really hedging their bets that Henrique would be a part of this group, and things have not gone well for them this season. That I think Anaheim is particularly in a place where they have to leverage then what he means. And he had such a good term season last year in terms of pace that was interrupted by a lower body injury in December. So, you know, it's hard to say then if that's the type of pace he could keep up this year, but he's, he has 19 goals, 14 assists. Like that's that he's 33. He's one more year than he's UFA. So there's a little bit of, of time there to see if that fit would make sense longer term too. It just makes a whole lot of sense then to group someone in like a Kulikov if, if the abs are looking at Anaheim at all, that's just what I'm not sure of. Always, always a tough cookie to crack when it comes to Colorado's exact targets. They're usually pretty tight, tight lipped about these types of things. Uh, the Anaheim conversation does get interesting. As you mentioned, it's not just Kulikov, it's Shattenkirk. If you wanted to go crazy with EJ, not looking great. Is it John Klingberg? I had that thought. Yeah. So it's so interesting because like they've never done the package deal thing before to yeah. solve both problems at once. Like you look at what they did last year, Manson and Lekkanen. And like you said, then it's like, wouldn't you rather just bring in two guys? Like that's what Toronto just did. Like, yep. Hey, yeah. Adam Henry, come on, bring a buddy. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think that's like the worst idea and you get all your business done at once. Um, I, I kind of add the Matt Nieto thing in there. I think that's their depth move. Yeah, They always make that one depth move that everyone's like, oh, why did they do that? I think that was it. So I really do think that you're down to an impact top six forward and then a middle to bottom pairing defenseman now with the uncertainty around EJ. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's crazy to assume that if they're looking at Anaheim for one of those things, they would just pass over the, the other. second option as right, well. Right, right. Yeah. And, and if the price gets to be too high or whatever, then cool, you move on. But um, 
Yeah, like I said, it, it's hard because they've never done it, but I, I can totally see him do it. It, it's just interesting. The defense market is always quite expensive when it comes to the trade deadline. You usually see guys on the defensive side go for pretty darn high prices. Um, not Josh Manson last year costing them uh, maybe more than you would expect for a guy like that. You go back historically, you see teams like Tampa picking up the David Savards of the world for first round picks and things like that. So I, I do wonder what it does to the overall cost of any given package to throw a quality defenseman in there. Um, another names getting thrown around, not saying the abs should, could, or even would do this, but Edmonton's conversation with Eric Carlson has been a thing. So he's likely available. I hope, I hope, I hope they do it, dude. I hope they do it just because that would be so damn funny to watch them make the same mistake again. I hope they do it. I hope the Oilers get Eric Carlson. I really do. <laughs> I I mean, that's just – even at half retained, that contract, like – I Right, dude. I don't understand. It's just – dude, it's the um, – oh, who was the goalie a few years ago that was a backup and then he had like one good season, I think – in St. Louis, and then everyone was like, oh, he can be a starter now. Uh, doesn't matter. Carter all Hutton, of, maybe? All of St. Louis's goaltenders forever. And, dude, <laughs> for real. And then, and then when, it was like when the Broncos brought in Case Keenum, and everyone was like, oh, I know he's been a career backup, but he had a really good season last year, so he must be a starter now. It's the same shit with Eric Carlson. He was elite, elite at one point. He had some horrible injuries that really just cratered his – mobility and his ability to do things that you know we had gotten used to and he had settled in for multiple seasons of who he is he's having this unbelievably offensive resurgent season no one's talking much about the fact that he's getting crushed in his own end at every opportunity and Edmonton's like oh sweet Eric Carlson's back he's back for good for the entirety of the rest of this deal and it's like oh my god they're gonna do it aren't they (laughs) I, I will be so shocked if they actually do. It feels like a little bit <laughs> the season that he's having his age and yeah. his with injury points to a much longer track record of this not being what you can come to expect out of Carlson that it just I don't think it would improve Edmonton's bottom line at all. It would be well, and, and it would make their cap situation a nightmare. What, how much yeah. longer is he under contract? Four more years. So even even if you can get San Jose to agree to eat half of that for four it, years, it's still five point seven five for four right? more years. And, and, and I cannot imagine that San Jose's management or ownership would sign off on that. Yeah, I don't think they will either. We talk about teams retaining half at the deadline all the time on rentals because that means that their owner has to write two more checks for half the cost. You know what I mean? Like you're not cutting checks for multiple years for the guy to play in your division. Okay. But consider this Ken Holland. Yeah, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh God. <laughs> I, if there's I anyone, if there's anyone who would, it's gotta be Ken Holland. He's 
notorious for going after guys like that and Edmonton can continue to wallow in their own nonsense. Um, anyway, I, I I will put this out there. There's just no way the abs are even part of that conversation. No. So no, 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 nope. no need to worry from Colorado's side on that front. Uh, we are brought to you by illegal Pete's. You can get a delicious burrito that costs a whole lot less than Eric Carlson's contract over at illegal <laughs> Pete's. So jump in on it. They have fresh produce, fresh products all the way through that will cover whatever your dietary needs will be, whether it's vegan, vegetarian, or if you're just on a diet like paleo or keto, they have an option for you. So no matter what it is, illegal Pete's got you covered. There's one right down by the bar, 10 different locations in Colorado. So you can always find it. You can hit them up for happy hour, three to 6 PM. A great place to pregame when you come down to the dnbr bar for an abs game so check them out league of pete's absolutely deliciousness one of these days we're gonna just steal their recipe and start serving their burritos at the bar and then i don't know what they're gonna do at that point but for now you can only get them at illegal pete's uh also brought to you by the people over at bacchus and shanker you can call 222-2222 if you've had a injury like eric carlson and need to get half your ankle removed <laughs> Uh, they will have you covered if you're not at fault, whether it's a, a car accident or motorcycle, if you've been in a ride share situation and you were injured, if it's at work and you, you fell and it wasn't your fault, they have you covered and they're completely free. That's the best part. They'll give you a consultation completely free. When you call, if they think you have a case, they'll take it on for completely free. You don't have to pay them until you win your case. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the years so they know what they're doing they've been doing it for 25 years here in colorado they got you covered you press two for a while you get what you deserve go get bacchus and shanker today and make sure you're going to coloradolaw.net to check them out third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook i've kind of been dancing around this bush uh eric johnson out jesse you mentioned I think it's a relatively safe assumption that he will be out for the regular season at this point. That's $6 million in cap space that the Avs can throw onto LTIR, which gives them a lot more flexibility at this deadline to do whatever they want, whether that be taking on a bigger chunk of Patrick Kane's contract or looking at a defenseman like a John Klingberg realistically do we expect them to use some of that newfound cac space so this this to me is somewhat same same but different when we talk about the would you maybe package a couple guys together they've never done this before they had the option to last year at the deadline and when they didn't I, I've always had a sneaking suspicion that it was just because they didn't land anybody that required them to more so than them intentionally trying to dance around putting Landia on LTIR. Look, I just, I just take a step back and I look at the situation and I say, it's a legitimate injury. His ankle is broken. Get on Google right now and just baseline. If you Google broken ankle timeline, it's six to eight weeks. So without really knowing how severe it is, that's a pretty safe timeline to pencil in. Six to eight weeks, it's not you don't need your ankles in hockey, right? Like it's – you need to be able to skate. You need to be able to move. You factor in the fact that 
EJ is by professional athlete standards on the older half approaching 35. He's already had some lower body issues. I just don't see how you don't put this guy in LTAR for that big of a chunk of money. If you're talking $2 million, yeah, you maybe do it to try to make things work. I mean, $6 million, that's enough by itself to go out and acquire Patrick Kane and have Chicago retain less than half. Like just on EJ's LTIR, before you shuffle any other money around, it, it makes a huge difference. This being able to put Eric Johnson on long-term injury reserve keeps you from having to move money out from having to play shorthanded on a couple nights because you're right up against the cap, things like that. If it's the if it's a legitimate break, which it sounds like it is, and again, I asked Bednar today if he's done for the rest of the regular season. He said possibly. Um, I just don't see why you wouldn't in this situation. Just so happens to be two weeks before the deadline. You know, it's not like you're fudging this eight weeks out to try to, you know, get a guy to fit ahead of the deadline. There's clear video of it. Broke his ankle, took a puck right off the unprotected ankle. You're talking six to eight weeks. I think we're at seven and a half weeks to go in the season. You shut him down. You shut him down to the playoffs anyways. Might as well make some use of that cash. Uh, I know you guys talked about this on at the rink yesterday, but if the abs really wanted to go sicko mode, I get it. Gabe Landeskog started skating yesterday. And yeah. By skating, I mean he was on the ice and moved his feet a little bit. Yeah, he was wearing skates. But if the Avs wanted to play a little juggling, do a little Kucherov action, they could essentially make the NHL salary cap irrelevant to them, right? Yeah, I mean, what, you're talking at that point, like almost $15 million in space? Something like that, yeah. I don't know if you could pull it off with Landy. I, I think they want to get him in games ahead of the playoffs. Okay, fair enough. Megan, do you think they need a significant, significant amount of cap space with EJ here, or is that something that just won't even be necessary for them? Well, I think it feels inevitable, EJ to LTIR. It feels like okay. it is maybe a necessary yeah. move to, to be made around the deadline. And it's so easily justifiable in the way that the Landeskog one, because I think this is something that whether it's EJ, Landeskog, or both would be investigated just to ensure that the timeline for rehabilitation lines up with the nature of the injury and that sort of thing. EJ's makes yeah. perfect sense. Great call out. Any issues there. If they're trying to do something like a Landeskog alongside EJ, it could get dicier. It could draw even more thorough observation of how that's handled and truthfully I just don't know what to make of Landis Gog's timeline to return until yeah. I have a clear idea what he was doing to rehabilitate away from the abs before this time because seeing him get on the ice it doesn't look like a it, it looks like he's a ways off I think that's fair mm -hmm. to say but I I don't know what that means I don't know how much he's done before this so all that to say I think you could pretty much pencil in EJ's LTIR cap space at this point I know that may, that might be a bit bold. And then with that, I think that's enough to make a splash at the deadline. I'm not really yeah. factoring Landeskog in that equation just yet. It's still a bit too unknown, but I feel pretty safe putting EJ in that group. And, and there's something you said there, Megan, that I just, I, I want to make sure that people understand. 
one, Gabe Landeskog is actually on LTIR right now. So they wouldn't have to move yeah. him there. But it's what it, Megan said. The league checks in on LTIR. This You can't just like, be like, oh, yeah, he's out for a while. Take our word for it. We don't, he's I mean, not going to count. That's what they did with it, Kucherov. I'm just saying. Kucherov was investigated and, and passed. Oh, the, right. I, all I'm saying is you can make, you can just. The, the Kucherov one, a little bit. The Kucherov one felt a little bit weirder because the dude was on the ice for like two months yeah. before he came off LTIR. But, 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 to Megan's point though, with Landy, if they kept him there and they utilized all of that space, that's when I do think the league would really get involved. Like, okay, is he actually not going to be good to go until after the playoffs? You know, what what's the situation here? Because if yeah, the Avs went out and added fifteen million dollars at the deadline, I, I do. I, I think the league would just be like, okay, well, we just want to make sure we're checking on these tests and checking on this, checking on that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just saying the Avs wouldn't be the first since you saw Tampa do that. You you've seen Vegas <laughs> push their cap hit towards a hundred million dollars, yeah. like. Before There's some craziness going down. on over there. Uh, I see yeah. a question in chat. Uh, yes. Once the regular season ends, the cap hit is irrelevant. You can have a bajillion dollars on your cap hit for the playoffs, theoretically, yeah. if you could get there legally. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's why all the LTIR business is so funny. Because, yeah, Tampa – I actually think Chicago was the first one to exploit it, like, in recent past. Yeah, you're right. Uh, in, like, the mid-2010s. And then that was what Tampa and all of their fans pointed to when they did it. Uh, yeah, I think it was in 21 uh, with Kucherov. Because, yeah, it's it really – it's can you get from opening day to the last day of the regular season under the cap? And then everything outside of that is do whatever. Yep. It, as long as you're compliant – the NHL doesn't really care for yeah. the most part. Um, would be interesting. Someday we'll find out what happens when someone isn't compliant, but the the NHL, Bettman has gone on record simply saying that's not possible. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah, no yeah. idea what the punishment would be. So. That'd be kind of messed up too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Some team's going to end up playing a game with like 12 players or something. It's going to be the dumbest thing we've ever seen. But uh, all right. Hey, if you got to get blown out two games to end the regular (laughs) season in order to get a $100 million team across the finish line, who cares? Uh, Any any final thoughts on on trade deadline day for today? I'm sure we'll talk about it more. But for for the moment, anything you guys want to touch on? Who do you think is the next big name off the trade board to get moved? Mm, big I mean, name? Yeah, what counts as a big name? I know Luke Shen is sitting tonight, so. You know, it's funny because he's a big name, but his role is, is not so big. really not big. But a lot, he makes so much financial sense to a lot of teams that I see why he's so high on the target list. But I will accept uh, is it- uh, Gabrikov. Sounds like I mean, that one's getting close to being done. 
some real defense defensive needs get met first. I uh... I just I, I'm I'm worried about our trade deadline show in the same way that I worry about it every year that things like, need to stop happening. <laughs> right. The, the trend in the NHL, the trend in the NHL has been take care of all your business before. So you're not waiting till the last minute. It's like, well, yeah, but what about us? The people who have shows built around people doing stuff at the last minute. And now we just have to talk about everything that happened last week. I, I hope it doesn't go like that. <laughs> I really do, but it might. Uh, it, it might end up that way. Um, uh, only only my final thought, this isn't deadline related. Uh, we grilled Jared Bednar pretty hard today in the media room about the concussion protocol stuff and everything with Kale, now him being back out. I'm clipping it all down right now, and it will go out to the DNVR Avalanche account here hopefully in the next 30-ish minutes. Uh, so just keep an eye out for that because, honestly um, – there's going to be some answers that maybe you don't agree with, but I can totally understand where they're coming from. And honestly, the abs did everything right. Like they handled it by the protocols completely correctly. Um, so if you have some issues with the protocols, I, I totally understand that. But uh, I mean, what Megan, probably a good seven minutes to, to start seven plus um, where it was nothing but everyone in the media room, asking questions on different angles about uh, kale and the concussion and how they handled it, what the protocol is like. I learned some stuff today about the protocols. Um, you know, what all they went through, Megan, you asked, you know, how does that get followed up on all of that stuff? So I'm just going to get all that clipped and posted because I thought it was a lot of good information, but um, yeah, a lot of talk about uh, kale and, and, and the head injury stuff uh, today. All right. Uh, on that note, Get your thinking caps on and get your roast my rosters in. Uh, we're doing that on Thursday, uh, so start submitting your your things on Cat Friendly. Use their armchair GM tool. Make sure DNVR is in the title so we know to look at it. We'll be roasting a bunch of your rosters. We'll all bring our own rosters to roast as well on what we think the abs are going to do at the trade deadline. So that should be a fun show coming up this week. Uh, beyond that, we are brought to you by Game Time. You can get your tickets to Av Games on the Game Time app. There's a link down in the description of this video. You can get prices up to 60% off face value. So a great deal all the way around there when you go check out Game Time. Over 15 million people have used the app. So jump on it and get in on that one. Uh, yeah, I guess that's about it for today. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. Always fun talking, uh, talking trade chatter. Everyone always comes out of the woodwork to give their speculation on on trade conversations. So I'm sure there will be more of it over the next 10 days of leading up to the deadline. So we appreciate all y'all and we will talk to you on the next one. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, 
Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.